Welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is On Erecting a New Campaign, written by Courtney Campbell and originally published on his blog Hackenslash at hackslashmaster.blogspot.com. On Erecting a New Campaign. Do you smell that? It's the smell of a new campaign. New players, new dynamics, new adventures. Here's how it goes. Suggest a couple of games to players a month ahead of time. Finalize the game date. Realize no one has picked a game. Players select a game they want 48 hours before the game. Hurriedly design an entire campaign from scratch. Frantically try to print off everything you need before the game. Forget to print off a bunch of things. Realize only after the game starts that all the PDFs you need to reference are on a tablet your daughter is using to watch a kid's show. Bargain with your daughter for the tablet. Decide to use your phone instead. Give up on using your phone. Refer to things as, that country I made up a name for that I can't find. Spend 20 minutes looking for that one piece of paper that has the entire campaign on it. Find it in a folder you made for the players. Watch a 5th edition player's eyes go wide as a critical chart takes off the cleric's arm. Have her leave to go smoke. Convince your daughter that a phone is better than the tablet. Hurriedly try to find the name of that rebel group in the PDF. End the session rolling new characters. I joke, but this touches on a real issue. Even using a system with no house rules and an adventure path, there's still a tremendous amount of work that needs to happen to get a campaign off the ground. Let's take a look at what needs to be done, just to start. You have to create an area for the players to adventure. You need to populate this area. If you're being a good dungeon master, this area should be able to handle both expansion, foreshadow the course of the campaign, and be thematically interesting. You need to decide what races and classes you're going to allow. Generally, you have to provide a selection of deities for clerics. You have to either select or design a calendar to keep track of time. You cannot have a meaningful campaign if strict time records are not kept. You have to decide what languages are available for the players to learn. You need to create a Facebook or G Plus page and an Obsidian Portal slash wiki as reference for the campaign as it develops. How much work is that already? Then you have character creation, which even in the best games feels like needing to do taxes so you can get your refund. There's some person out there, full of more vigor than sense, who will likely point out that you don't have to do these things. Sure, you don't have to. You don't have to brush your teeth in the mornings. But who wants to be a damn savage? The tools have been getting better for this process over the years. I find starting a campaign from scratch much easier now. Not only because I've written my own tools, but because there are more useful tools out there. Because this is something that's really opaque, I'm going to outline my process below. The very first thing is you get some players interested. I find these days it's as easy as, I'm running a game at date slash time, anybody interested? I then create a venue on a social network where these players can all interact. My next step was to discuss what system we're going to use. No matter what is picked, there's always issues. I don't like clerics and find percent thief skills obnoxious. 3.5 and Pathfinder games, you need to decide what books you're allowing. In this case, the players and I voted for first edition AD&D. Right away, my long experience gives me insight into how this plays out. 
Demi-humans are far superior to humans in almost all respects, and most players end up playing demi-humans as humans in funny hats. I make humans mechanically superior, 4d6 drop the lowest and assign, versus 3d6 in order switch 2, and add drawbacks to each race. I use Andrew Shield's Death Dwarves and their meat smithing. Took a bit of the Chaos Elves, and have them all start with at least one madness and have half-men, halflings, have rows and rows of teeth who prey on the failing morals of men. I also replace the thief with the expert class, which I wrote about in 2012, and change all the thief skills to secondary skills to use skills the middle road, which I wrote about in 2009. I also inform my players that I'll be using my death and dismemberment table along with hackmaster critical hits. I give a moment's thought to theme. I decide on a frontier-style game. Instead of having a foreign land, where all the cultures are bizarre, I'd prefer a more traditionally medieval setting. My inspirations include Berserk, The Hundred Years' War, Artesia, Bladestorm, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and all the drama inherent in war. With the idea that the characters are at a forward outpost of a despotic country, with conflict brewing with the nearest city, surrounded by unknown militaristic forces, I head over to Wizard Drawn and generate maps until I find one that I like. Mountains to the north, a few lakes. I generate it sans any generated sites. I save this map to my Dropbox, print out a color copy, and a very light, almost faded black and white copy. On the light copy, I create a few cities about half a dozen towns, and place resources and obstacles all over the map. I don't generate the content for any of these, partially because some answers will be obvious. One city and town on the west side of the map will reflect the outpost and the nearest settlement, and partially because they will develop in play. This map is at a scale of six-mile hexes, making it about the size of my home state of Arkansas. The distances are substantial, but not unmanageable, there's endless adventure inside a single six-mile hex, so it provides plenty of room for play and expansion. I can have a whole ancient empire in just a few hexes, or introduce a new castle or force late in the campaign. Then I generate some monster threats. One world shaker, two that are formidable opponents for lord or name level characters, and then four that are a challenge for superhero level characters. Most of the hero-level challenges don't influence the campaign enough to design now. Now that all that is written, I rationalize clerics and select a calendar. I have a few default options, one from a campaign my father was in way back in the 80s, another that I designed to be a unique calendar that I use from time to time. Not having to do this from scratch is a big time saver. The next thing is what we will need to start play. I'm playing first edition with Hackmaster Criticals, so armor placement is important, along with character sheets. I print off a first edition player's handbook gear list and consider printing off some gear packages, but I've been burned with having differing prices before. This later turns out to be a mistake, considering exactly how much gear the players were missing. They had a bullseye lantern no one could light, and no rope. I print out blank spell lists for the spellcasters, and then I turn to my binder. I find some suitably gory and bizarre images to insert into the cover of the binder and begin collecting what I need from online and my older folders. I need a copy of my table for avoiding death, some blank paper, a table for random monster behavior, combat commentary styles, 
non-player character features, a table for random hireling traits, random backgrounds for henchmen, which will partially decide their class when they acquire enough experience to level, and a list of completely random rumors, which is often useful for inspiration. The next section contains a cheat sheet for first edition morale, evasion, and encounter detection, and a table for a hundred reasons the characters are together, along with a list of totally bullshit taxes that can be levied on players. The hundred reasons sheet is extremely useful for creating emergent play. Finally, I have a section devoted to overland travel. The first page is a way to determine with one die roll when the next encounter is based on encounter frequency instead of having to roll three, four, or even six or more times per day of travel. Then I have several lists of non-standard wilderness events. Some creative tables for merchants, war travel, short encounters, unique treasures, holidays, strange inns, etc. Then I have a page devoted to an article from a hack journal that contains a random system for naming small villages and hamlets. Finally, I have a copy of the D30 Random Wilderness book. Whew. Well, what now? There's still a lot left to do. Like, what are the players actually going to do when they get in the game? I generate three key non-player characters and an opening setting for their arrival in town. I also go through the various books and monster manuals, the Creature Compendium, Fire on the Velvet Horizon, etc., and pick a small, two to six, selection of monsters per terrain type near the starting area. These will be the primary antagonists and animals the players will meet. Due to time constraints, I forgo creating an actual wandering monster table. In order to create an actual experience of discovery and realism, I follow the method for monster tables outlined in the Retired Adventurers blog, each containing spores, lairs, and other monster sign. I then flip through some resources, looking for a few activities for new adventurers, along with ideas for other local factions and groups. I select a few from here and there and write them down on my campaign sheet, which at this point is still a single piece of paper with a lot of writing on it. I grab a copy of a few interesting files and dump them on my tablet. Then I gather the books I need. My On the Non-Player Character, Delta's Book of War, Crawford's An Echo Resounding, my first edition Dungeon Master's Screen, Dungeon Master's Guide and Player's Handbook, a copy of Dyson's Delves for Treasure Maps. I also keep a copy of my Critical Hit Wild Magic resource and Kellery's CCD4 for wilderness travel nearby. I gather dice, pencils, dice trays, my tacked tiles, dry erase markers, buy a fruit tray, and just hope for the best at this point. Well, after your first game session, that's it, eh? Not hardly. Then comes setting up Obsidian Portal drawing pictures of the non-player characters, creating new non-player characters, writing the random tables, creating interesting and connecting rumors, and more. In 2017, I was able to handle all of the above in about 48 hours, whereas as short as a decade ago, it could take weeks or more. Are we there yet? We are getting better. Newer rule sets like Axe, DCC, and Perdition require a lot less house ruling of core systems, it seems. Adventurers, tools, and resources seem to be getting more useful as time goes on. Even the quality of official materials seems to be of a higher caliber, but often fails from trying to be too many things to too many people. What about your campaigns? 
Is every single one a task of pulling the entire world up by its bootstraps while you are astride it? That was On Erecting a New Campaign, written by Courtney Campbell. Read by Nick L.S. Whalen. Blogs on Tape is a project that seeks to make audio recordings of the best works in the OSR, hopefully making them more accessible to everyone. If you have a blog, we'd love permission to read your work. Please get in touch with us at ls at paperspencils.com, including a link to your blog and perhaps some posts you think would make good podcast material. Thank you for listening.